This program has been pre-recorded for airing at this time. Please hold all phone calls. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. I would like to open the phone lines right away today. And I hope we get some calls. And the local number is 702-650-5588. If you'd like to join in on our discussion, have a prayer request, a general comment, a general question, we'd love to hear from you. Again, 702-650-5588 if you're local. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. And that is 800-366-8883. Again, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. And that web address is www.kkvv.com. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. And our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we always archive them. Look for our weekly archives. Just click on to the link and listen to whatever you like. We have several years up there for your listening pleasure and your spiritual growth and your motivation in Christ. The gospel is always free on our watch. That web address is www.savethelostlv.org. We have a lot of resources up there. We hope that you Go to the website often, stay a while, and tell a friend. If you have an Apple device, we are being archived on iTunes. Again, the gospel is still free on our watch. If you have a cell phone, and most of us do, you can listen to KKVV anytime you like. KKVV is 1060 AM or 100.1 FM. And there's a cell number. And you can listen to Save the Lost at All Costs right now. I'm going to give you that number twice. It only works in the United States, but you can listen right now and anytime you like to KKVV. 605-313-0630. Again, 605-313-0630. We're going to get into our discussion today. More power in your prayer. Again, what we're talking about today is more power in your prayer. So we are going to go right over to the book of Matthew. And most people are familiar with this prayer. So it's going to be in Matthew chapter 6. And we are going to look... At verses 9 through verses 13. 
and I'm in the New King James Version. Now I'd like to give you a little bit about this prayer. This is often called the Lord's Prayer because Jesus gave it to the disciples as a model for them and us to keep in mind as we pray. Jesus provided a pattern to be imitated imitated as well as duplicated. We should praise God, pray for his work in the world, pray for our daily needs, and pray for help in our daily struggles. And there's a question that the Bible commentary is asking. To what extent do you use the items in the Lord's Prayer to guide your own prayer times? Now, it's actually the disciples' prayer because uh, the Lord didn't need to know how to pray. He was teaching others how to pray. So, we are going to go again to Matthew chapter 6 and we are going to start in verse 9 and we're going to go to verse 13. And I'm in the New King James Version. And the Word of God says this, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Ten, your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Verse 12. And forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. 13. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So, let's start looking at some things. Let's start breaking it down. If you need to see God's power in your life, you need much prayer. But your prayer has to have certain elements to be able to be effective. We are to be persistent. But there are some things that are persistent that are not effective. And a lot of times, those of us who have children or grandchildren, and we've all been children at one time or another, and still are very much God's children. Sometimes in the natural, we have a tendency to beg, to nag, to be repetitious. And it's not effective. And little children learn a word and the word is please. And so they have a tendency to repeat that word when they're asking for something. Almost chanting, please, 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 please. And it may be 
impressive, entertaining to the natural listener and may even get some results. But we're talking about God Almighty. We're talking about the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. We have to be mindful of who we're speaking to. And everything we do concerning our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God Almighty of all creation, heaven and earth, the Holy Spirit, the Godhead, is to produce kingdom results. You're talking about eternity. You're talking about speaking with eternal consequences. Prayer. is the required divine language that we are instructed to speak to our Creator about. Remember, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they were all a part of creation. So we need to focus our hearts and minds to who it is that we're speaking to. This is not casual. This is with all due respect and reverence and humility. People worship a lot of things. People are ritualistic about a lot of things. But prayer denotes relationship. And when we come, we should come knowing that we are speaking to the Alpha and the Omega, the author and finisher of our faith. Our Lord and Savior's name, Jesus, is the name that has all power, not some. It's important that we be persistent and effective. So let's start breaking it down. Number one, obviously, you have to know who you're speaking to. And if you don't believe that our Heavenly Father our Lord Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior to the whole world is not who they say they are nor can do what they say they can do then you pray without believing you pray with no faith 
And it's impossible to please God without faith. So every conversation that you have when you are addressing the one whom without you would not even exist you have no breath no movement in your body let alone a heart that beats or experiences joy eyes that no longer that no that just don't see but speak into a supernatural ability to have vision that can touch the realm of where the Heavenly Father sits. The wisdom, the knowledge, the gifts, the fruits of the Spirit. Yes, the Jehovah Jireh. My provider, that one. You must put everything under submission and be focused on who he is and not what he does. The one who is due all glory, all honor, all praises. Not just some. That's who you are addressing. And if it takes you some moments to collect yourself, to prepare yourself, to speak to Him, then please take that time. You won't regret it. And it will be some of the best preparation that you've done. Because what you're asking and who you're asking it of, if it's in his will, he will not deny you. Distinction. Let's be distinct. Let's be laser beam focused. Let's be quite sure on whom we are calling. Abba. Father God. Yes, 
let's be quite sure. Focusing on the Trinity will put us in a mindset that what it is and who it is that we seek is worthy so worthy of all our adoration and love and recognition and worship true worship we must worship in spirit and in truth and thank him that you can even come that you have the the presence of mind body soul and spirit <clears throat> to come thank him for your mere being that you can inhale and exhale that you can blink That you can hear your voice. That you have movement of your body and limbs. Thank Him. We must go with a spirit of thanksgiving. Because things could be worse. Humility, grateful. The Apostle Paul, you know, tells us, <clears throat> encourages us, that we should be thankful in whatever condition we find ourselves in. And when we go back to the disciples' prayer, some call it the Lord's Prayer, and we were in Matthew chapter 6, and we started around the ninth verse. It talked about our Father in heaven. It denotes relationship. And this is our Lord and Savior teaching the disciples the manner in which they should pray. Our Father. Not only is he our Lord and Savior's father, but he's our father. Those of us who have a relationship, we are called his sons and daughters. We are his children. As our Lord and Savior is his only begotten son. Look how much unity that is. Look at that power that is demonstrated by an unbroken bond of submission and obedience. Our Father, hallowed 
be your name. How magnificent and glorious is that? The Bible commentary says, The phrase, Our Father in Heaven, indicates that God is not only majestic and holy, but also personal and loving. The first line of this model prayer is a statement of praise and a commitment to hollow or honor God's holy name. We can honor God's name by being careful to use it respectfully. If we use God's name lightly, we aren't remembering God's holiness. God is not like any other God. He is the most high God. He has a holy Bible. He's a holy God. He's not like any other. And because he's holy, his people are to be holy. Then we move into verse 10. The phrase, your kingdom come, is a reference to God's spiritual reign, not Israel's freedom from Rome. God's kingdom was announced in the covenant with Abraham. Says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Christ's reign, in believers' hearts, and will be complete when all evil is destroyed and God establishes the new heaven and earth. We can find that in Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. So, let's go over there right quick. We're going to go to Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. And let's see what the Word of God says. Verse 1, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. We talked about thanking God. And if we can do nothing else, we need to let Him know how appreciative we are for everything that he's done for us 
It's not that we deserve it. He did it because he loved us. And his grace and mercy endures forever. And when we have a spirit of thanksgiving, our confidence builds because we are reminded in our hearts and in our minds and our spirit and our soul that God was for us. It's a testament. That had it not been for God, had it not been for our relationship, what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit bearing witness to that, where would we be? How lost would we be? Without him. Just have to think about that. The commentary tells us when we pray, your will be done, we are not resigning ourselves to the fate but praying that God's perfect purpose will be accomplished in this world as well as in the next. And how does God's... Let me say this again. And how does God accomplish His will on earth? He does it largely through people willing to obey him. This part of the prayer allows us to offer ourselves as doers of God's will, asking him to guide, lead, and give us the means to accomplish his purposes. That is so refreshing. to say that again, this part of the prayer allows us to offer ourselves as doers of God's will, asking him to guide, lead, and give us the means to accomplish his purpose. Verse 11, it says, give us this day our daily bread. So we have covered thus far, number one, know to whom we are speaking, two, to thank him, three, ask for God's will, and now we're number four, saying what we need. So verse 11, when we say, give us this day our daily bread, we are acknowledging that God is our sustainer and provider. 
It is a misconception to think that we provide for our needs ourselves. We must trust God daily to provide what he knows we need. Sometimes, men and women of God, we are clueless as to what we need. Just clueless. We don't ask. We keep asking for the wrong thing. Or we are not complete in what it is that we're asking for. But how perfect was our Lord and Savior in his instruction to the disciples and to us in verse 11 when he says, Give us this day our daily bread because our Father God who art in heaven knows what it is that we need to carry out His will for our lives. God is perfect. His will is perfect. He is the definition of truth and righteousness. There's nothing but good associated with his intention the very best the highest of the high the purest of the pure the excellent of the most excellent that's his desire for us And a lot of us are in a season called now that doesn't seem to quite make sense. But remain faithful and steadfast and think about God Almighty's very nature. And allow that to comfort you and to reassure you that he's never lost a battle, nor has his son. And that his kingdom is forever and ever more than we can imagine. More than you've ever seen, more than you've ever heard. It's available to you. The throne is secure. Trust and believe in He who is able, and there's nothing too hard. For God Almighty, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, or for the Holy Spirit to bear witness to that, nothing 
But if you ask it to be done in his will, God Almighty is never against his word, never. The kingdom is not against itself. It's the formula. It's divine. And the principle is universal. It works without fail. It's important that we have this trust and this transparency. in our relationship when we come before the Father. He knows it already. He knows. agreement have the confidence that he hears loves cares for you every aspect about your life bread what we need daily bread from heaven is what we need to be complete to be spiritually whole We must communicate. We must not hesitate. We have the Father's attention. He's expecting us to come. As believers, we are required to come. Come before Him. And some of you are familiar, you have not because you ask not. It's in his perfect will. You will have it. And if you don't have it, did you ever consider that God has something better for you than what you're asking? When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, right before he was seized, before the betrayal of Judas. The one where it was going to become public. He knew what he had to do on the cross. And it was overwhelming. 
So much to the point where when he was praying, he prayed so intensely, he sweated blood. But he said, let it be the Father's will and not his. And he went to that cross. And he was crucified. But he stayed on the cross for love. It wasn't nails that kept him. It was love. The love and the obedience that he had for the Father. And to fulfill the prophecy. We have salvation and eternal life. Because of it. That's who you're praying to. Someone that died for not some of your sin, all your sins. And never asked you what you did. But you were worthy to die for. Because he loved you. He wanted you to have fellowship with him. Unbroken forever and ever. That's amazing to know what we have going for us. Then when we get over to verse 12. And forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's a two-part forgiveness. Not only are we asking forgiveness for ourselves, it's mandatory that we forgive those. Others. It's hard to do that in the natural But not in the supernatural. The divine. That's what's required to be kingdom. Is to forgive. It's divine. The assignment that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ had. To die for those who would not acknowledge him to die for those who have sinned and continue to sin for those who don't believe who believe every now and then he gave them all the gift And because our Father in heaven and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of regeneration who we are able to be born again and is right now dwelling inside of us as the comforter and the helper and to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes back. That's what gives us the power to be able to forgive. Because that's how kingdom works. 
because it says a lot about who you are in Christ and your ability to forgive. It makes you Christ-like. And that is the ultimate goal that before we leave here is to be the true reflection of Christ. And we don't know when we're leaving, so it's something that we should do every day. Be inspired to be the reflection of Christ daily. So, if you're not familiar, then I want to show you something that will make you understand a little bit more about the importance of forgiveness. We are going to go to James chapter 5 and we're going to look at verse 16. And again, I'm still in the King James New King James version. The word of God says this. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And my commentary says this. Christ has made it possible for us to go directly to God for forgiveness. But confessing our sins to each other still has an important place in the life of the church. Number one. If we have sinned against an individual, we must ask him or her to forgive us. Two, if our sin has affected the church, we must confess it publicly. Three, if we need loving support as we struggle with the sin, we should confess that sin to those who are able to provide that support. Four, If we doubt God's forgiveness after confessing a sin to him, we may wish to confess that sin to a fellow believer for assurance of God's pardon. In Christ's kingdom, every believer is a priest to other believers. We find that in 1 Peter 2, verse 9. It's like the best medicine ever. I love it. The word of God. I just absolutely love it. It talked about confessing sins one to another. So, it's wonderful to have those who you love and care for and have them be your accountability partner and you be their accountability partner and to see the growth and the healing and the deliverance and the freedom from that that had kept us bound to see the chains fall off And never to be put back on again. 
you got to be excited about God's miracles, signs, and wonders. And to be able to witness it for yourselves and for others. It's amazing about the power of agreement. And when we pray in Jesus' name, the name that has all power, not some power. But it would be a great thing if you had someone you could pray with. It's not a bad thing. It's a, it's a blessing. You know, there's something about two or more who are joined together in the Lord's name that the Lord Jesus Christ would be in the midst. I'm telling you, there's these kingdom nuggets, these principles that that have eternal consequences that just allow us as men and women of God, of children of the Most High God, to just prosper. And that no fellowship is broken. And that prayer is a secret but not so secret weapon it's available to the family oh relationship with the father and the son and the holy spirit has eternal privileges So four, we say what we need. Five, we ask for forgiveness. Six, we pray with a friend. Let's look at verse 13. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The commentary says God sometimes allows us to be tested by temptation. As disciples, we should pray to be delivered from these trying times and for deliverance from Satan, the evil one and his deceit. All Christians struggle with temptation. Sometimes it's so subtle that we don't even realize what is happening to us. God has promised that he won't allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. We find this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Ask God to help you recognize temptation and to give you strength to overcome it 
and choose God's way instead. Now, one of the most powerful things that we can do is we can pray God's word over our life. Over a situation. For our family, for our children, for our friends, even for our enemies. God is in agreement with his word. He is never against his word. God and his word are in agreement. So if we go to the book of Luke, and let's look at Luke chapter 4. Coming down to the last few minutes, but I know I can do it. And we will find in Luke chapter 4, this is where Satan is attempting to tempt Jesus in the wilderness. And I'm just going to read a, a few verses and the Holy Spirit's going to reveal it to you. Verse 1. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. 3. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. 4. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Let's look at that again. In verse 4, Jesus said, But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. That's how we live. It's by every word of God. So if you pray scripture over your life, over your children, over your family, over your community, over your church, over your home, over your neighbors, over your enemies, God's word would not come back void. He will perform his word. See, Jesus had divine authority over Satan. Satan is a created being. He's subject to the Lord and Savior, who is the King of Kings. The Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. That's who he is. But he used the authority of the Word of God. Because he is the Word. Amen? That's how powerful 
the word of God is. And that would be number seven, pray the word. And number eight, finally, would be memorize scripture. It does not hurt at all to memorize scripture. It takes a lifetime. It's a lot of words from Genesis 1 to the end of the book of Revelation. Take your time. Get it into your spirit. Make time for God's word. Prayer is the best thing that we have going for us beside our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, being the Savior to the world. Tap into that relationship. Tap into this gift while you can. Do it today. Pray. Be persistent and effective. Mean it in your heart. We love you. Save the loss at all costs. Goodbye. Our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 302 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 33. 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.